Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Myrtle Beach Nerd here. Just uh, starting off on a little bit earlier tone this week. I'm uh, doing this today, which is Monday, and the date is the 17th, I believe. Or no, today's the 18th. Today's the 18th. I'm a day behind, which is a good thing because it means I'm one day closer to get my damn income taxes, which I'm really counting on this year. Um, this is basically um, every year we look forward to the income tax. That's kind of like a reset. That's like hitting the reset button. You know, you're you're basically done with the holidays. You're done with all the bullshit. Done spending all this money, and now you're getting a chunk of it back, and you're just kind of resetting everything. You know, you're um, paying off some old debts, bills, holidays, stuff like that, and you're starting off fresh. So um, it's a couple of months in. You know, uh, I'll probably be getting it maybe in a week or two, hopefully. So a couple of months into the year, you know, start off fresh, basically, and uh, set the tone for the rest of this year. So I'm hoping, you know, some good things happen, remove some stress out of my life, things like that. But that's not what today's podcast is all about. Uh, we've been getting a lot of comments lately, um, five-star reviews, which, uh, you know, thank you for that. Please keep it up. Tell your friends, subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff. And not just iTunes, you know, anywhere podcasts can be listened to. Thank you. And today's actually about wrestling. I'm um, getting a lot of uh, comments, like I said, and a lot of people wanting to hear um, hear us talk about wrestling and things like that. So I'm going to go over the pay-per-view last night, which was Elimination Chamber. That one emanated from Texas, uh, somewhere in Texas. I think it was Dallas or something like that. No, probably San Antonio. Who knows? But anyway, it was a nice little pay-per-view. Um, first initial thoughts, I thought it was thought it was entertaining. I had a good time watching it. Um, a lot of times with wrestling, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get um, as far as if it's going to be good or not. I mean, the talent always delivers for the most part, but the storylines have been really bad. And that's the main reason why we don't really talk about wrestling uh, very much because, I mean, it's, it's just not really gripping. It doesn't doesn't grab wholly in. It doesn't make you want to watch, frankly. It's, you know, it's pretty bland. Um, I don't blame the talent at all. I mean, they're just going out there and doing what they're told. You know, some some of the people I've, I've been talking a lot about, you know, like Becky Lynch, and she's like the hottest thing going right now in wrestling. But it just seems like they kind of, uh, I don't know, they're 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 really painting her in a corner by saying she's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's not. She's really not. She's not an anti-hero. She's basically pandering to the fans again. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just don't try to build her as something, and she'll never reach those heights because writing team won't allow her to. She definitely has that it factor. Um, she's a great wrestler. Uh, she's, she's beautiful, you know, she's a great wrestler, um, she's got the look, obviously, um, she's very good on the microphone, so I, I can definitely see her being a huge star and transcend, you know, outside of wrestling, probably be movies or something like that, I, I can see her just basically taking that, that next level thing going on, you know, but the thing about her, though, is, like, the writing team, they, they just don't know what to do, they got lightning in a bottle, and they're just, they're, they're, they're fumbling it, I mean, they really got to just stop trying to pigeonhole her and let her kind of do her own thing, you know? That I, That's just what I think. But anyway, you know, besides that, I mean, I'm going to start off from the, from the beginning here and just give some opening thoughts besides that. Uh, the announced team was um, Corey Graves, who's been, you know, rumored to been banging Carmella and cheating on his wife and driving her to suicide. I mean, there's there, you know, suicidal thoughts or something like that. There's just more things coming out with that story. I don't really want to get into the, you know, real-life aspect of it because this is about the wrestling show, so... It's going to be uh, him, Renee Young did a little bit of that uh, commentary, and I think the coach was the other guy. Didn't really pay too much attention to it, though. My, my, my wife and I were kind of talking throughout the whole thing and just paying attention to the matches themselves. Don't really care about the commentators. They try to get themselves over more in the matches anymore, so just really not that good. Uh, Beth Phoenix, oh my God, she looked phenomenal tonight. She needs to come back and wrestle. Uh, she was definitely the best-dressed, uh, best-looking woman on the roster tonight. She just looks so good. Um, great outfit, she great shape, beautiful woman. She needs to come back and just start kicking some ass and showing them how it's done. 
very very cool um to see her out there and just doing some commentating um you know kind of just coming back being a part of the wwe family again it's nice to see familiar faces you know it's always cool but um but yeah i mean she she looked great and um their opening match actually that's why they had her out there because the, she she does pretty much all the divas things she's kind of like an ambassador i guess for the woman um the opening match is the women's elimination chamber match um uh, it was okay I mean, it was it was a fun match. Uh, there were some pretty cool moments, like when Nia Jax and Tamina were trying to get to the Iconics, and they were locked in the cage together, screaming, trying to hold the cage shut, and they broke in and kind of kicked their asses. It was it was pretty neat. Um, Bailey was probably the MVP of the match. She took a hell of a beating. Her and Sasha Banks. Um, Sasha, she always takes the bumps really hard. And man, there was one spot in the match where she got thrown face first into the goddamn um cage or whatever. Uh, not the cage, but but the glass for the cage. And holy shit, she just hit so hard. And right after that, there was another one. It was just, bam, she got fucked up in that match. She had a nice little uh, raspberry on her thigh, too, from that one. She really took a beating. But, um, but yeah, Mandy was Mandy Rose looked good in that one, too. Um, they really put her over well. She, was, she got a lot of offense in and a lot of near falls, things like that. But she was also no-selling some elbows, some sharp-ass elbows to the face and came back with her own, you know, just gave her right back. But... I mean, maybe she needs to kind of go back down to developmental or maybe have someone work with her. I don't know if Fit Finley's still around, but maybe just she just needs a little bit more help, I guess, because she was taking some fucking shots in the face and just did not sell and continued doing her thing. Um, other than that, I mean, I had a couple nitpicks in that match, but overall, I mean, if I had to give it like a five-star review or something like that, I'd probably give it three out of five stars. It was pretty entertaining for the most part. Uh, very predictable with Bailey and Sasha winning. I actually thought the Iconics were going to win only because, um, you know, it was so obvious Bailey and Sasha were going to win that I thought they were going to, uh, you know, try to swerve us or, you know, whatever. But um, it was pretty good. Uh, Sasha came in at the end of the match, and she had a really cool variation of the bank statement where she used her leg and kind of grabbed Sonia, Sonia Deville by the neck and kind of tapped her out that way because her shoulder was injured. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't legit injured because, man, she took a shot big time. It just got thrown around that ring. I mean... Think about her. She's so little. She's so freaking tiny. She might be the smallest one on the roster. I mean, she's just freaking little. She's got like no weight on her. She's just tiny, just little and thin, you know. And she takes some hard shots. I mean, I got to give her credit for that. She probably doesn't have to work as hard as she does, but she does. And you know, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Bailey and Sasha. I thought that you know they did their thing out there, and and all the girls look good. Kudos to them. No one got seriously injured, hopefully. And you know, they just did a good job. Uh, what's next for the titles, though? That's the question. I mean, they kind of put all the girls together from all the different, uh, you know, areas and whatnot. I'm surprised NXT girls weren't there, but, I mean, like, what do you do with Bailey and Sasha after this? I mean, who do you have to fight? That's the question. Are you going to have girls from SmackDown come over once in a while to fight them, girls from Raw just attack them or whatnot? I think you're going to see uh, Mandy and Sonya hopefully going after the belts. Uh, that would be pretty neat because they're pretty high on Mandy right now from all the reports backstage. So um, she's got that look that Vince McMahon loves, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I got a little breaking news, too. Um, D-Generation X and China included are going to be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. They're going to be the headliners, more than likely. Anytime Triple H is involved, you know he's not going to play second fiddle. But the big news here is that China is going to be involved, which is pretty neat. Um, China, if you remember correctly, was one of the original founding fathers of D-Generation X. She was the uh, female bodyguard for Triple H, and she kind of came over and joined D-Generation X. And this is really a long time coming. Um, China is freaking phenomenal. She was always one of my favorites. Uh, she had some of the coolest memories of all time in wrestling, and she was a real pioneer for women, and it's good to see her finally get her due. I hope they spend a substantial amount of the, the um, presentation talking about her and her life and everything like that, because obviously she's passed away for you, for those of you that don't know. 
she went into porno and had a career after that and kind of <clears throat> went to the reality TV route and drank a lot and did drugs and things like that. She didn't really have a good favorable, uh, you know, remainder of her life. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's really good to see her get her due finally. And I can't wait to see it. It's going to be nice. Uh, Miz and Shane versus the Usos. Um, I don't give a fuck about the Miz. I mean, I really can't stand him. Uh, he's, 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 he just sucks. Um, the, the guy's a good talker, kind of, but he's just really irritating. For me, the Miz has, like, they get the hell off my TV. He, he's not even, like, a guy that I like to boo, because I don't like to boo him. I, I just don't like to see him on TV at all. There's a couple of wrestlers like that, but he's definitely one of them. And he's tag team with Shane McMahon, who I can't fucking stand as well, because, I mean, he, he doesn't need to be there. I mean, what do you have the owner's son, balding, old, gray, <clears throat> and he's going out there and, like, beating the shit out of your, your on-air talent, like, main event guys, and... Given AJ Styles, you know, the the time of his life at WrestleMania, it's like, dude, really? Do we have to fucking have this? Like, seriously? Why? I mean, it, it, it just makes your talent look like shit when you got this guy beating the crap out of everybody. It really diminishes the actual talent. And if he's beating up everyone, why is he not an active wrestler all the time? Like, why is he not 24-7 wrestling? Like, why is he not a, a full-time guy? Fucking hate the McMahons. Even, even Stephanie, who's like, you know, unbelievable. I always had a big crush on Stephanie as a kid. And, you know, just seeing her now on TV is like, eh. All right, I'm, I'm sick of seeing you too. It's just like, get the fuck off TV. Uh, anyway, uh, this Matt Star off. Maurice comes out, says he's pregnant again. Great. So she's going to be off TV for a little bit longer, it looks like. Uh, getting knocked up. Probably already a few months in, judging by the hell of it. Or by, by the look of it, I mean. Uh, the most interesting part about this match was actually Maurice dancing in heels that she could barely stand in, knowing that she's pregnant. So I was kind of hoping she wouldn't fall over. And she didn't, thankfully. But I kept thinking she was going to because, I mean, Jesus. Big ass heels and she's dancing with a baby in her belly. So I hope this kid doesn't look like uh, the Miz though, man. Fucking Kermit the Frog, Bart Simpson had a love child and that fucking Miz came out. He just looks just like both those assholes. I can't stand his face. Um, another thing too, the Usos, man. What the fuck's up with the super kicks? It's like the new elbow to the face. It's like it, when in doubt there was super kick. I mean, there's really no psychology involved. It's just kick, 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 kick. Can't fucking stand either one of them. Uh, it just makes no sense. Like. You know, learn learn to do more moves, maybe. I, I don't know. The Usos are just fucking awful. Uh, Miz and Shane are just terrible in this match. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad the Usos won because it takes the belt off of fucking Shane McMahon and Miz. Who fucking... Shane looks swole as fuck, man. He's a big motherfucker. You can tell he's in the juice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't really want to spend too much time on those guys. They suck. <clears throat> Here we go. All right, so Lash and Leo... So Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, um, they fought against Finn Balor in a handicap match. And Finn Balor won, which is fucking hysterical. Um, uh, there's a couple of notes from this match. Uh, when uh, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush got in the ring, they got tangled entering the ring together. Like their legs got kind of tied up. It was kind of funny. It looked like they were doing that old kid and play dance from House Party movies years ago. Um, I don't really care about this match either. I mean, it was pretty bad. Finn Balor won because... Uh, he isolated the two. Bobby Lashley was outside injured, and Leo Rush got the uh, took the pinfall. Predictably so. Um, you know, you know, you can't really have a giant monster of a man like Bobby Lashley lose to a little baby like Finn Balor. It's just, it just doesn't look right, you know. Um, it doesn't really pass the eye test that Finn Balor could beat this guy, let alone him and uh, another person, even though the other guy's half his size, even half Finn's size. I mean, Leo Rush looks like a little fucking child. But still, I mean, it, it was smart booking. At, at least, you know, they isolated and had it made sense that Finn Balor could beat the two of them. Surprised we didn't get the demon for this one, because I mean, normally he uses that when he has to surpass insurmountable odds, and I guess maybe the demon's dead. It takes too much time, you know, to get him ready. I guess it might cost money to bring somebody in. They're trying to cut costs. They they cut the pyro out a long time ago. Maybe they're trying to cut everything, cut the budget. Who knows? Um, 
Finn Balor's really fucking over, man. The crowd loved him for that match, so I got to give him that. Um, and he fought against guys that weren't over, so by proxy, you know, the, the crowd was just all over him, and they wanted Finn Balor to win. Uh, who knows, though, like, what's next for Lashley? He beat the crap out of that uh, little bastard Leo Rush after the match. He got sick of him after, you know, because Lashley didn't get pinned, so he's, like, pissed off, I guess, that, you know, he lost his belt and it wasn't his fault. I don't know. It's just, it just feels like he was a waste of money, though. Um, he came in with all the promise, like, he's going to fight Brock Lesnar and all this other shit with, like, the whispers, and hasn't come close to sniffing Brock Lesnar, and as he's just going fighting low, very low-card guys, the mid-card guys, like Finn Balor and... Sami Zayn, and it's just like one ridiculous angle after another. It's just really not working out for him. I don't really see him lasting much longer after his current contract, whenever that may expire does. I, I, I just think that he'd be better served elsewhere. I mean, they're really wasting him. There's a lot of opportunity there, and they just completely fucked it up. But yeah, Finn Balor is your new IC champion. I see him probably taking it to WrestleMania, maybe fighting another small guy like Dolph Ziggler or... Um, Drew McIntyre probably losing the belt to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania would probably be a safe bet. Can't see Drew doing anything else right now, but maybe taking that belt off of Finn Balor, who he's fought hundreds of fucking times in the past month, it seems. Uh, this just seems to make the most sense there to go after that. Uh, after this match, we get Paige here. Yeah, she did a little plug for a movie. Um, I'm glad they didn't go with the whole Paige here route, even though they should have did it in jest as a joke, because everyone seems to like to make fun of that whole thing, you know? And, I like to make fun of it, too. <laughs> but, yeah, Paige, yeah. But, yeah, that movie looks like shit. Uh, and I don't think The Rock really had that much hands-on experience with Paige's career. It seems like he's everywhere in that fucking movie, and I don't think that was really the case in real life. But who knows? I wasn't there. Uh, we get a Charlotte interview next. And I'll tell you what. Charlotte looks phenomenal in clothes. She is a great heel. Yeah, she looks great in clothes. She's one of the few exceptions of women that looks better in clothes than, than out of them. I mean, like, when she comes out, you know, I mean, she looks okay in her outfit and all, but, man, when she's wearing street clothes, she looks like a whole different person. I do have a question, though. Uh, that that top she was wearing was really tight. Like, you couldn't see her tits, and it's like she has these giant implant boobs or whatever, and they just disappeared in that outfit. They weren't, like, on display like she normally puts them. But, yeah, she looked great in clothes. Um, She came out, and she talked a lot of shit, and then I, I guess she's embracing the heel role even more now, and they kind of flipped her and Becky again, which is strange because, um, yeah, I, I just don't get it. But, yeah, um... Uh, interesting note for this segment, it looks like someone handed out a lot of free Becky signs, like, like, it looks like, uh, WWE was just handing these things out, there was, like, a free Becky sign, and a couple other ones, like, like, uh, the man signs, and they weren't there the entire card, and all of a sudden it just popped up, so I'm thinking this, the popcorn vendor or somebody was instructed to hand these things out so they can get the Becky Lynch presence, you know, out there, I guess, and even though it's, it's organic, they try to, like, it, it looked artificial, the fact that all these signs just suddenly popped up. But like I said, I love Becky Lynch. I love, love, love her, man. And, you know, I'm just happy she's getting uh, she's getting some love. Which leads us to our next match. It was Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey. Um, I love Ruby Riot. She's fucking great. Um, she's unbelievable. She is like the Becky Lynch of, of Raw. She is that utility worker, someone who can be plugged into anywhere and do a good job. And that's what her job was here tonight, to make Ronda Rousey look good. And uh, Sonya Blade outfit she came out with was awesome. Problem was, was I blinked, yawned, and the match was over. It was a squash, and I was surprised. It was like, wow, really? Um, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe the fact that I fucking, uh, it was like I, I blinked and Ronda, Ronda had her tapping out already. So, I mean, it, it, it's good because <clears throat> that's what Ronda did in the UFC. She beat women in under, like, 30 seconds a lot of the times, and, you know, until they figured it out and whipped their ass. But, I mean, it, it was it was interesting. I brought her back to her roots of just, just you know, stomping people, I guess, and squashing them and shit. It was pretty good. Um, 
Afterwards came a really awful Becky moment. She came out looking like a BMX biker going to Mars with that fucking outfit she had on. Um, uh, she came out there and, you know, she limped into the ring and it was, it just felt really forced. But then it got awesome. Uh, she started beating the hell out of Charlotte with a crutch and Charlotte was kind of no selling and she kept getting up and then falling back down and getting up and falling back down like she was waiting for a cue or waiting for more hits maybe that didn't happen. And she beat the crap out of Ronda Rousey too after she handed Rousey a crutch and told her to go out to Charlotte. Rousey was about to do it, and Becky Lynch taps her in the back of the fucking neck with it and just beats the shit out of her, too. It was pretty cool. Um, Ronda took a nice beating like a champ, and I wonder if there's going to be a receipt at WrestleMania when she gets her hands on Becky. Because she was potatoed, man. Uh, she was bleeding out of her temple at the end of the match. It looked pretty bad. Now, hopefully she's all right. She probably will be. She's a tough girl. She can take it, you know. Um, after, after that, we got uh, Corbin and Strowman. Um, Corbin looks like the bouncer at a gay bar. I mean, his fucking outfit sucks. It's, it's like some stupid, ugly vest, and he comes out there looking like he's, like, like, like a bouncer at a gay bar. Seriously, it looks like he's fucking at, like, a LARP roleplay event or some shit. He just looks so dumb. And for two big guys, they wrestle a very safe and soft style. It's like, lay it the fuck in there, guys. You know, like, fucking, they, they, they were really soft with each other. Like, like, like they're afraid that, like, like they're going to break or something. You know, it's a pretty bad match. Uh, McIntyre Lashley came out and did a shield triple bomb through a stacked table to put um, Strowman down, and, and Corbin gets the pin. I guess they were working together on Raw or something like that. I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown very often. I just don't care enough about the product. Um, if you guys want to keep me to keep doing reviews and things like that about it, I, I you know, I, I will just because I just do things that sometimes they may not like doing, but I just want to make the podcast successful. And if you guys want to hear me talk about wrestling, I can do that. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm happy about it. Uh, but yeah, what, what was all that for? Like, Strowman, I mean, I, I don't know. Strowman was huge. He was a huge star. Crowd loved him. He got huge pops everywhere he went. But now he's He's just buried, and this is like the this is like the the final nail in the coffin with him. I mean, he was wasted. He got huge pops. He was primed and ready to win the belt. They should have had him win it a long time ago, but this feels like the time's passed. He's not as over anymore. They missed the boat on him. It's like they. I mean, if anyone to waste any more time talking about it, because if they don't give a fuck about him, why should I? You know. Anyway, Corbin wins. He's gonna brag about it and stupid. Now Lacey Evans came out for like two seconds, right? So she comes out. She does her little thing. She tips her hat and commercial. Boom, done. It's like, is that how you push newcomers now? And she wasn't even there when they came back from commercial. She was just gone. I mean, what the fuck? Pretty interesting. Um, you know, uh, I read something about them talking about giving her some kind of a push or some shit like that. She's going to get some monstrous push, which would be kind of cool, I guess, for her. Now, I don't really know much about her, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, she did good at the Royal Rumble, and her and Charlotte were going at it, so I was expecting those two to kind of fight at WrestleMania or something, maybe. I guess we'll wait and see, because we don't know. Uh, this was a very short pay-per-view. It didn't really last very long, which is good, because the uh, last one it was a Royal Rumble. It seemed like it took all fucking night. I mean, I was up at, like, 1 in the morning, I think. It was crazy. It was just, oh, my God. Sometimes you need less. Less is more. And with this one, I mean, there weren't that many matches. What was it, like, six matches or something like that? But, yeah, and, and this one, uh, the next match was the Men's uh, Chamber. I actually did a lot of notes on this one. This match was really good. Um, very emotional, and Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan put on a show on this one. I'm going to just say that right now. This and matches like this are exactly what wrestling needs because this is the kind of shit that makes people believe in wrestling. I mean, everyone knows it's fake, but it, it makes you suspend belief, and that's what it's all about. You go on a message board and someone goes, oh, you fucking marks, you think it's real, you think it's real. People don't necessarily think it's real, but it's a nice escape. I mean, if you're watching it, why even watch it? Who cares if the matches are, are, you know, five stars or great, you know, a thousand kickouts and shit like that. That's not what wrestling's all about. It's about believing in the product. I could watch a fucking Japanese match with Kenny Omega and Kenta Bushi or whatever the fuck those guys' names are. 
And I could see them go 45 minutes but not believe in anything I'm seeing because it looks so choreographed. With Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, it looked like those two were trying to kill each other in the match. You know, they were trying to kill each other and actually win. And it looked like the win and loss was going to matter in that one. See these guys doing these fucking dragon corkscrews off the top of fucking triple stack ladders off the Empire State Building. And then the other guy, you know, taking the bump and then kicking out of it. it to me, that that's just bullshit. It takes me right out of the match. It takes me right out of the realism of it all. When I watch a match, I want to believe it, it like it's real for the time that I'm watching it. Just close your eyes and pretend. There's nothing wrong with that. Otherwise, you're just watching something to bitch about it. And in that case, who's the bitch? You are the product. I think you are. You're the bitch, all right? Stop fucking watching something that, that, that you hate or complain about all the time. I don't watch a lot of shit because I don't really care for it anymore. Like, I stopped watching The Walking Dead. We talked about it in the podcast, but I don't watch it. I read the recaps and, you know, we, we, we talked about the past and shit like that. But I don't force myself to watch something I hate. Same thing with the wrestling. I mean, I felt like watching a pay-per-view because we still had a month over or left over from the the network we have like a week or so left and i was like fuck it it's on there let's watch it and i thoroughly enjoyed it it's a pretty good show um but anyway moving on uh kofi kingston was over as shit i mean the crowd was so behind him so same thing with brian brian was over as well too i mean those guys got some huge reactions um uh joe and brian started off the match uh some nice chain wrestling Samoa joe was going from submission to submission daniel brian was countering out of it it was kind of cool uh, Joe went through like the rings of Saturn. He went through uh, the crippler cross face, things like that. Pretty neat. Daniel Bryan got out of it, pulled him into a pinning attempt, and he kicked out. Uh, a lot of it was just stalling until Kofi Kingston came out. Crowd went nuts, but Kofi did blow a spot starting off the match. He like be like jumped at Bryan or some shit, and this, this didn't look right, didn't land right. But I mean, after that, the match is pretty smooth. Um, you know, he was chasing Daniel Bryan around, and they were on top of the cage, and Bryan was trying to get away from him, and it was. It was kind of like reminding me of how much I hate this part of wrestling. Uh, one thing I do hate about it is like, Dan O'Brien was a face and he was over his shit. wasn't afraid of anything. He would fight anybody. You know, he had the heart of a lion, heart of a champion. But once he turned heel, he's just chicken shit. And all of them are chicken shit heels. Like they like they forget how to fight when they turn heel, which is stupid. I, that's one pet peeve of mine I wish they would change in wrestling. If someone turns heel, they should just cheat the win. But they shouldn't be cowards. I mean, to me, that's just an old tried and true method. It's just way overblown. It, it, it's, it's done. I mean, just can we please kill that in 2019? Get rid of the chicken shit heels. And just, let, just let people fight each other. And whoever wins, wins, you know? I understand your heels have to beat the faces or sometimes, but but it's like, I, I mean, like, don't have them be afraid. It, it's like all of a sudden, like, you lose your balls and you turn bad. What the fuck, you know? You think that badass attitude would make you even tougher. Who knows? Or how about we have a face run from a heel one time? Like, a fucking Braun Strowman's a heel, and he's going after, like, a face fucking, um, Dolph Ziggler or something, just to throw out like a small guy. Dolph should run like a motherfucker and then come back to cheat to beat him, you know? Like, that's just the way it should be. But this whole, like, every heel has to run thing is just so fucking annoying and it's just old. Can we please move past it? But anyway, um, yeah, I hate how they, you know, forget how to fight and just, and they're, you know, after being fearless faces, just like, please evolve. Anyway, uh, the crowd did, like, I, I have to reiterate it. They fucking love Kofi, man. There was a really cool uh, trust fall spot. He did, like, this, like, giant trust fall on uh, uh, Joe and Brian. He just, like, basically went up there and just jumped backwards, and it was fucking awesome. Um, makes me think about this push. Is this because it's Black History Month that they're all of a sudden they're pushing Kofi out of nowhere? I mean, this came out of nowhere. And, I mean, like, where else did it come from, though, in WWE? I mean, they, they they're always oh, scared of these black people something to watch. That's Vince McMahon fucking going out there and just saying. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's what it feels like. Because this push came out of nowhere. I understand the New Day was popular and shit. They are popular. But this Kofi thing just doesn't make sense. And it came out of nowhere or something. And this is just Vince trying to appease his audience. At least for one month. The next month they can go back to fucking their coonery dancing and shit, you know.
But anyway, Kofi put on a great show. Um, Samoa Joe was the first one eliminated by a phenomenal forearm. I was like, really? Uh, phenomenal forearm? Just put him down just like that. Samoa Joe's another wasted opportunity. Guy's good. He's badass. He's got the look and he can talk. They just don't make him win ever. He, he loses everything. He's the first one out, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, we got Jeff Hardy coming out. Uh, he does his usual crap, all his normal moves, you know, like the uh, split-legged moonsault and uh, the split-leg fucking... Um, what the fuck is that move? Uh, jaw, jaw jacker or whatever the fuck he does. And he did the the uh, jumping fucking double nut fucking buster thing he does. <laughs> whatever the fuck. He, I don't think he ever names these things. The Whisper in the Wind, he pulled that one off. And then he did a, uh, a swanton. Pretty cool spot here. He went off the top of the uh, pod. And he and he did a swanton on AJ while he was draped on the turnbuckle, which is fucking awesome. Uh, really awkward, but cool. Um, it was pretty neat. Uh, funny thing about Jeff Hardy, when he came down to the ring, he looked like he ran from the local porta potty and forgot to check for loose tissue paper. It was hanging out of his fucking pants. It looked like tissue. Weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it was it was pretty good. Um, they had an awkward turnbuckle fall. Look, looked like uh, looked like AJ might have taken a bad end of that one. He recovered though. Um, uh, he he recovered. He kicked out of it. Dan Dan O'Brien uh, hit Jeff Hardy with a knee plus. He calls it his finishing move. That running diving knee right in his fucking face and knocked him the hell out. Uh, Pen Jeff Hardy got rid of his ass. A re- really neat spot there. Um, Jeff, Jeff Hardy just comes out there to do his big bump and gets the fuck out. But it's like, when will he ever learn in wrestling? Like, he should know not to do these stupid-ass stunts of his. It's like, that's all he knows. He's an adrenaline junkie, and I know that's his storyline, but you would think he'd fight a little bit smarter, especially for a WWE title match. Like, maybe he would start thinking with his head storyline-wise. Like, hey, maybe I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm getting older. And I lose a lot when I do dumb shit. Maybe that's uh, part of his problem. He just doesn't evolve as a character. Uh, he does sell merchandise like crazy, so they should have him win a couple more matches than he's been doing lately. I didn't even know if he was still an active wrestler when he came out. I was like, what the fuck? Jeff Hardy's here? Okay, cool. And then Dr. Charisma comes out. Randy Orton, a fucking dullest motherfucker on the roster. He just walks out there with his dumb Randy Orton face going. And uh, he comes out there and immediately pins. Um, what the, who the fuck did he pin? I don't think he did any. I don't think he pinned anybody. Anyway, he comes in, and Kofi Kingston got his one up and on Randy Orton after years and years and years. Uh, he finally got his retribution after Orton pinned him when he shouldn't have during Kofi's one push way back in the day. Uh, wait, actually, no. Orton, Orton pinned uh, AJ Styles with an RKO out of nowhere. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, AJ was going for the phenomenal forearm, and Randy Orton came out of nowhere and fucking blasted his ass. Pinned him, and Kofi got his pin off of uh, Orton. Uh, Dan O'Brien, uh, Kofi Kingston were the last two. Kofi crowd chants were fucking insane. Dan O'Brien sold from like crazy. It was back and forth awesomeness. Um, uh, the knee plus kick out. Um, he hit him. He hit uh, Kofi with a knee plus. The crowd kicked out, or there was a kick out, and the crowd went fucking bonkers, man. Loud as shit. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, matches like this is what makes people believe in the product. They got to do more stuff like this. It was fucking great. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian put Kofi over huge in this match. He took two of those um, Trouble in Paradise spinning kicks or whatever. Um, kicked out of both of them, obviously, because everyone kicks out of everyone's finisher in wrestling, which is killing the product. But anyway, uh, he put him over huge in this match. Uh, and Kofi looked like a million bucks. I can't wait to see where they go with him from here. Um, the crowd was dead, though, after that. Like, after the three count, when Brian pinned him after the knee plus, as Kofi went for a big splash off the pod. Uh, Brian moves, says with the D plus and pins him. And the crowd was dead. You could hear a fucking cockroach fart in the arena. It was that dead. Um, I mean, like, what's next for Kofi? Um, hopefully, him and Brian fight at WrestleMania. Why the hell not? If Kofi can keep up this momentum, maybe the next pay per view or maybe WrestleMania, he fights for the belt and maybe wins it. Who knows? Maybe he could be the first real uh, black champion. Um, they said The Rock, but 
Uh, they always celebrated his uh, Samoan heritage more, and I know that's a big talking point now. People are waiting for that first black champion, especially now in today's society where there's a whole bunch of firsts going on. People would probably like to see something like that. Uh, after the match, nice New Day moment. The guys came out there. Um, they put their arm around him. They played the New Day music, and they kept telling him how much he deserved it, and the crowd showered him with praise. It was awesome. It was almost retirement-like. He was crying, and it seemed like... I don't know, it was just really weird, like, he was crying his eyes out, and it, it just it just felt different, it, it just it just did, it felt really weird, um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it was a really good pay-per-view, uh, I recommend anybody who hasn't seen it yet to go back and check it out, it, it was good, but yeah, I, I had a good time, um, just fired off a little message there, sent my wife a little something-something, saying hello, uh, she asked me if I was doing the podcast today, normally I do it on Tuesdays, I told her I was going to do it today, just to kind of get it out of the way, and maybe I'll do another one this week, who knows, maybe we'll do one together, before Friday, um, there's a long way from now till then, so anything can happen, uh, I might do one of my, um, you know, my just random thoughts and bullshit podcasts, I do got a couple things I want to talk about, of course, I'm gonna save that for another time, though, I like to keep mine short, you know, about a half hour or so, but like this one, I just want to talk about the pay-per-view, and, you know, if you guys want to just let me know what you thought about the pay-per-view, now, um, you can send me an email at myrtlebeachnerds at gmail.com, or on Twitter, which is picking up, by the way, about 135 uh, followers now, which is pretty good, Down up from 42 or whatever it was. We had a nice surge this weekend. Um, so, yeah, keep on joining uh, joining all the fun. Um, my Twitter is at Myrtle Beach Nerd, just at Myrtle Beach Nerd. And Gmail is Myrtle Beach Nerds with an S at gmail.com. Now, we did have a lot of fun with the podcast this last Friday. Um, we read some listener questions, and it would be nice if you guys sent some more in. And that's the Gmail account I just mentioned. But yeah, if you guys were to send us more questions, that'd be great. Um, like I said, we we will or won't say your name on the air, depending on how, how you prefer it. We won't say your last name, obviously. If you put that in there, we won't give your email address out, stuff like that. We just want to keep everything, you know, copacetic. Everyone just ask your question, we answer them. And I'm really glad you guys enjoy the show. It's um, it's really an honor of ours to do it. I mean, we have fun doing it. We have, we talk about it a lot. It's taking up a lot of our time now. We talk about it pretty much all the time now, and it's it's, it's really fun, and we we appreciate it. All the positive feedback in the comments. So, yeah, please keep it coming and, um, you know, share on your social media. This year, the Myrtle Beach Nerds podcast. you got a friend at work or something like, hey, check this podcast out. I mean, like I said, <clears throat> we'll talk about anything. We're not pigeonholed. We're not going to say we're just going to be wrestling. We're not we're going to be TV. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. And that's and that's the best thing about this podcast is there's no bosses here. I mean, we do what the hell we want, and, uh, you know, that's it. Um, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for us, things you want to hear us talk about, please, you know, email us. That's That's the best way to contact us. Uh, the Facebook is, there's a Myrtle Beach Nerd Facebook page. You can go on there as well and talk to us. Um, hasn't really been too active yet, but we're just picking that one up. But if you want to join, go right on ahead. It's Myrtle Beach Nerds. The icon is the same red fireball, pissed off, angry face. Um, that, that's actually my face, by the way. That's exactly what I look like in real life. <laughs> At least that's how I feel. But um, but yeah, um, this podcast is done. Uh, yeah, talk about wrestling. Um, I'm not going to watch Ron Smackdown. I really don't care. I'll probably just read the results like I always do. Uh, probably won't be a weekly show for that, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if you guys want it, I'll give it to you, man. I, I'm a man of the people. I give it all up for you guys. But one more time, that's uh, Twitter at Myrtle Beach Nerd and Gmail at Myrtle Beach Nerds with an S at gmail.com. Please hit us up on all social media. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Later.